I see you met my brother Francis Chan there. I appreciate the invasion or the Asian invasion inclusion, uh, Bruce. That's good. I have a friend, Addison. I grew up with him here, and he uh, ran into Francis Chan. If you don't know who he is, he, he writes books. He's a Christian pastor, uh, pastor, and I think he's moving to Asia next month with his family. But you saw how animated he is, and, and my friend, he, he ran into him in this, uh, in this field, this campground, and, and he's like, is that Francis Chan over there? He's like, i got to go talk to him. So I don't know what you would do if you were to see Francis Chan. Maybe you'd say hi, maybe you'd ask him a question. But my friend went up to him and said, hey, Francis, I do a really good impression of you. Do you want to see it? And he's like, uh, okay. And then he goes on to do the, God is so good. He's just so awesome. You look at this little, and he wasn't impressed, Francis, and he, he went away. So that's Francis. And, and me, I grew up here in Whitehorse. I, I went to Gray Mountain. I went to FH, go Warriors. Um, I went to Selkirk, and this is my home, and I grew up in a Buddhist home. My parents are from Hong Kong. I didn't know anything about Christianity. I didn't know anything about uh, any religion except my parents' Buddhism. And I remember my friend graduated from here, and he invited me to his mass, and uh, they're giving out the wine or, and then the bread, or I'm not sure what it was. And I remember when I, it was my turn to come up, I remember I just opened my mouth like this. And he said, no, no, you, you take it. I said, oh, okay. And then I just drank the whole cup. And he's like, no, don't do that. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, ooh, all these crackers. And I just started eating all these crackers. He's like, oh, no, don't do that either. I, have, I didn't know anything about Catholicism. I didn't know anything about Christianity. And I went to the University of Victoria. And I kind of had this crisis. I, I thought I'd be this amazing pro soccer player. My, my, uh, I looked up to David Beckham. I thought I'd be like him. I got cut from the team when I tried for University of Victoria, but then came back next year and made the team. But I got cut that year. I got dumped by my girlfriend. I wasn't doing well in school, and I was just depressed, lonely, empty. I didn't know what my life was for. I was failing my parents, because if you're Chinese or Asian, if you're in here, your parents want you to be a doctor, okay? Yeah. That's right. You have no other option, okay? You're going to be a doctor, and you're going to try to be a doctor. And I tried, and I failed. So I took sociology. Do you know what that is? No, neither do my parents. I failed. And so I had this crisis. I was like, what, what am I going to do? What is, the, what is the purpose of everything? I'm, I'm not good at soccer. I, I'm not good in school. Uh, the Yukon's giving me a bunch of money. The Yukon grant, whoop, whoop, take advantage of that. Uh, I wasn't going to get the money because my grades were so bad. And I was like, what am I doing? Why do I exist? And in 2009, my same friend who did that embarrassing impression of Francis Chan, he came to know Jesus. And we grew up together. We didn't know anything about religion. And we partied did drugs, chase women, chase fame, chase the wind. And all of a sudden, he's Christian. He's coming to me. He's like, let me tell you about Jesus. And I say, how about no? How about don't do that? He's like, well, let me tell you about the Bible. Let me invite you to church. He's like, no, no, no. And finally, I did. I went to church. It was horrible. And, uh, but I kept going. I kept going to church. And I kept going to this group called Alpha, and they would teach you about Christianity, like, can you trust the Bible? 
If God is real, why is there evil in the world? These kind of questions. And I'm in university at this time. And Alpha, they give you food. So I'd go at anything if you gave me food. So I came, ate their food, and just argued with these Christians and went home full. This is great. But I went week after week, as every Tuesday night, I would go to Alpha. Does God exist? Is Jesus Christ real? How do you know? What about other religions? And I had all these questions. And then I came to the conclusion, no, God is not real. And I became an atheist, which is someone who doesn't believe in any divine deity, any God. And I studied against Christianity. And I wanted to disprove Christianity. And I spent a lot of my university life doing that. But I would still go to church, and I read through the whole Bible. And then one day, I went to my room. Uh, I was renting a basement suite. Suite is a pretty uh, generous word. It was like a closet, and the door to my room went outside onto the street. It was illegal. It was an illegal room, and they were charging me $900. Don't get yourself in that situation if you go to uh, be a doctor at university. Anyways, I'm in this room, and I'm praying. I'm praying for the first time because I'm confused. I'm like, is... is is Christianity legit? What about my parents' Buddhism? What about my atheism? And I remember praying for the first time. I had no encounter with Christianity except for when I drank all that juice at Vanier's Mass. And uh, I prayed. I was like, okay, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. Just like you did to my buddy. Just like you have with many millions around the world. If you're real, show me. And I said, Amen. And I did this, because I saw it on TV. And I thought, is the roof of my house going to rip off and God going to come down? Is lightning going to come into my room? Um, Nothing like that happened. But as I continue to go to church, read the Bible, trying to disprove it at this point, it was actually giving me life. These words were now true. When I was trying to disprove Christianity in philosophy, in archaeology, looking at the science, it all pointed to, yes, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is real. He says, I'm God. I'm going to come to earth. I'm going to perform all these miracles. I'm going to tell you about a place, the kingdom of God. People are going to kill me. But three days later, I will rise from the dead. That's King Jesus. He is, he is real. He is alive. He is true. I was asking, why? Why do I exist? And King Jesus, King Jesus found me. Now we sit here this morning asking the question, looking at the, the idea of Christian unity. So we must ask the question, what unites us together? So I'm not even going to talk about Christian unity right now. I'm talking what unites everybody everywhere, whether it's in Singapore, Hong Kong, India, Pakistan, here in Whitehorse, Dawson City, what unites us all together. This is one of the most important questions you will ever be asked, and you should ask it of yourself. What unites us together? Because if you can answer this question, it will change everything. It will change your life it will change the world. And this is what mathematicians, any mathletes in here? Anyone in some, is there a math club in here? 
Mathematicians, mathematicians, physicists, they've been trying to find the equation of everything. They're trying to look at everything, the cosmos, the universe, the trees, us, our bodies. Is there an equation that sums up everything? They're looking for the equation of everything. Hawkins tried to do that, but they haven't found an equation. This is one of the most profound questions in philosophy. If you think of the word universe, what is universe? It's this unity in diversity. Uni-verse. What is the one of the many? We're all, we're all diverse here. And actually, your generation is the most diverse generation ever. Your friends are black, white, purple, yellow, green. You have all sorts of different kind of friends. More so than, I know you don't think I'm that old, but I graduated in 2005. So some of you, I think, were born that year. What unites this diversity. This is what university is asking as well. The word university. What is math, sociology, and all these other things that you're going to learn about in university? What is the one in the diverse? What is the one thing that unites us all together? That's a good question. That's a good question, Harrison. But here's a better question. Who unites us all together? Who? Not what. Who unites us all together? So in 2009, I realized that I exist for Jesus Christ. Who do I exist for? There's a verse in the Bible... It's in a book called Colossians, chapter 1, verse 16. It says this, For by him, and him is referring to Jesus Christ, for by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. You were made for Jesus Christ. Period. Everything that exists, the galaxies, the seas, the ravens, the oceans, they exist for him. And he created everything and he sustains everything. The reason you have breath is because King Jesus allows you to have breath. We were made for King Jesus. He is the king who created the universe, who created the heavens and the earth. And his creation, his people, were meant to be walking alongside him, enjoying God, talking to God. But we have gone our separate ways. We have rebelled against God. All of us. This is the story of the Bible. It's that this good God created a good world, but the people rebelled. And we call that sin. And it has separated us from our creator. It has separated us from our king. It separates us from one another. It separates us from ourselves. Our minds aren't what they should be. And I know in your generation more than ever, you guys struggle with anxiety and depression more than any other generation. And I believe that's because not only your generation, other generations have different struggles. But it's because at the end of the day, we are separated from our king. This is the king who created you and loves you. But this separation is a problem. 
Because now we all face judgment. It's not just, oh, God loves us all. Yes, he does. But to be in his kingdom, to be in King Jesus' kingdom, we have to be perfect. The sin has to be taken care of. This is the king who paid for our sin. 2,000 years on that cross, he bore all of our sin. The curse that we brought onto the world, he took upon himself, and by faith, you can enter into his kingdom, and you are forgiven. This is the king whom we serve. This is the king that we were made for. So I'm saying all these things. I'm making some pretty audacious claims. I'm saying Christianity is the only true religion. There are not many paths to God. There is one. And I'm not making this up. It says in the Bible, John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. So I'm submitting this to you to consider for yourself. This is what I leave you with. This one application. Look into it yourself. Test the evidence. Examine Jesus' claims. Read the Bible. Use the internet, which I know apparently 100% of all Canadian teenagers use the internet on a daily basis. And I'm not sure if you have your phones on right now, but some of you are using it right now. You guys use the internet more than any other generation, almost twice. So think for yourself. You got the internet. You got your friends. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to Bruce or your other teachers. Don't listen to what you hear on TV or on the media. Look into it yourself. Because you guys are also the most educated generation ever. That doesn't make you wise, by the way. Maybe wise guys. But you're more educated than ever. Examine the evidence. Examine the claim that Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There is no other way to God. None. Not my Buddhism. Not my friend's Islam. None. That is not a popular statement to say. Truth is not popular anymore. What do we say to each other? Speak your truth. Speak your truth. You got your truth, I got my truth. Christianity's got its truth. Hindus got their own truth. It's impossible. It is impossible. Look into it yourself. Examine the evidence. In the world, we live in a world where everyone is telling you to follow them. Follow me here. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me. Does anyone know who has the most Instagram followers in the world right now? Who's that? No, close. Cristiano Ronaldo. He has 200 million followers. 200 million followers. The Rock is up there, though. These people are saying, follow me, follow me, and I will save you. But this is the sad reality. Your heroes will die. Every king is going to fail you. And we've made kings of ourselves, queens. 
that we think we're king, that we think we're in control, and that we're going to do things our way, and we've rebelled against the true king. Your job is to seek the truth. And we live in a world where it's post-truth and it doesn't matter. But I'm saying the truth matters. Look into it yourself. Test the evidence. Examine King Jesus' claims. Because the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And King Jesus says, I'm here. I'm alive. Follow me. All I'm doing is saying, follow Jesus. That's my single message. Don't follow me. You know, we, we have a church. We meet Sundays at 3. For those of you who like to sleep in, come to Northern Collective. Also, I think I was talking to Bruce, and he was saying, I know you guys need credits for your religious studies volunteer course. I think he said that if you volunteer at my church, one hour equals five. Is that right, Bruce? That's right. We have witnesses. Jesus Christ is the only king. We're not building a church, not our own church and our own image on social media or whatever it is. We're building God's kingdom, his church, his way. And the only way to do that is to follow King Jesus. True unity comes from serving King Jesus, to know him, to love him, and to serve him with everything that you have. Amen.